facing the unfamiliar can be overwhelmingly scary, as we all know. But there are certain things that we know we can trust in in certain situations. Like, you know, if you're somewhere where you're unfamiliar with people, you know, if you find a friendly face in the crowd, you can look to them. But if we trust in God and his plan for us, we can certainly get through the unfamiliar and facing it. My name is Cheyenne Black, and this is the Off-Kelter Christian. Well, the unfamiliar is a huge presence in our lives right now, and I don't mean the coronavirus. You've got people graduating from high school, or missing their high school graduation in lieu of for a virtual one. You know, my sister made a joke the other day, just, you know, sp- hit space to walk across the stage. <laughs> Yeah, and she's she's not far from wrong. You know, you've got people graduating from college and those first gen, you know, college students aren't getting to walk in front of their families. I've got a couple of sorority sisters back in uh, Arkansas who are unfortunately facing this kind of, you know, turmoil and upset. You know, and you've got people getting their first job. You know, there's all kinds of cool things happening that are unfamiliar. But, you know, they're part of life. You know, I myself will be graduating from college tomorrow, and I look forward to joining the teaching world and educating the minds of America. I've very great, I'm very grateful that I have received a job offer and that I have taken it. I will join the world for the 2020-2021 school year, and I'm very excited about that. You know, most people would be utterly nervous to start something completely new and unfamiliar to them. You know, you, you've got, you're going to have people here in August, you know, hopefully, you know, God willing, going to college, you know, on campus, moving away from home, you know, starting, you know, trade school, you know, whatever. And it's going to be known familiar to them. But with God behind you, you really can face anything. Um, you know, how we handle that is such a huge difference. And I think it makes the biggest difference of all because... We either let it make us into the people we are, or we let it kick us in the butt. I mean, there's just kind of no other way around that. One story that I kind of look to from the Bible is Genesis chapter 19. It is the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And no, I don't mean the big green alien from Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, while she is cool, this is a very different Gomorrah. Okay, so kind of a summary of the story is God was going to absolutely demolish these two towns. And an angel was sent to Lot, who is the nephew of Abraham. Just a little family history there for you. And the angel told him, get your family and get out. Okay, the Lord your God, the God of Abraham is going to destroy this place, okay? Get your family, get out. Run for the hills, don't look back, you know, do not hot pass go, do not collect $200, you know, whatever you want to use. Get your stuff and get out, okay? This was a real deal. He's fixing to wipe this place out, okay? He told his family this. He told his wife, his daughters, and his two sons-in-law. Well, sons-in-law didn't go. So he grabbed his wife, and he grabbed his two girls, and he took off. Well, on the way out, Lot's wife 
looked back. And before this, they were warned, don't look back. Okay, just don't do it. You know, again, you know, do not pass go, do not collect $200, you know, get your stuff and get out. And when she looked back, she turned into a pillar of salt. You know, and that and that's just kind of like I said, that's that's Genesis chapter 19. You want to go read it? Go for it. I highly encourage it. You know, how does that relate to life today? Okay. And I'm I'm beating a dead horse here, but look around you at this COVID-19 mess, okay? Everything in life is unfamiliar. I know some states are starting to open back up. Texas is one of those states. Um, I know Arkansas is starting to do some stuff to kind of open back up, but everything is still unfamiliar. Okay. Nothing is normal there. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that believes that there is no such thing as normal, but right now really nothing is normal. You know, we're working from home. Teachers had to make a huge switch in 36 hours to go completely online for instruction. Um, businesses closed, you know, people are losing their businesses. You know, there's, you know, people, there's people that are hoping that they can pay that month's rent and their bills and they're, you know, nothing is familiar right now. Nothing is normal. But how we're responding to that is what's making all the difference. Okay, you have people that, you know, they're looking at it and going, okay, so this is it. All right going to work or okay let me let me put on a mask and let me let me go to the store you know let me you know make the best of the situation and those people are going to do okay those who aren't well that's a different topic for a different day you know the biggest piece of advice I have seen with a lot of people right now is you have a ton of time in the world So learn a trade, you know, work on a skill that you have and haven't used in a long time. At one point during this, I was working on my art. I mean, I've chosen to get closer to God. I mean, you've got athletes who are lifting weights like crazy. You have people who are, you know, checking in on family and they're, you know, they're doing all of these things. And, you know, that's, that's great. You know, nothing in the world says you shouldn't. You know, but it shouldn't, to me, and I've seen this a lot, right? It should not take a pandemic or the whole world coming to a stop to get closer to the Lord and to you know, strengthen that relationship. And, I, and I'm and i saying that as a hypocrite, right? Okay, I, you know, if you haven't listened to my, my pilot episode, go back and listen to it. You hear all about the story about how I got away from him. Okay, I'm not going to rehash that. But, you know, we see all of this. And, you know, a lot of people talk about how this is the stuff of the Book of Revelations. I've touched on that before and I've had conversations with friends over it you know but during this time the only thing that is certain at least to me right is that we can trust in God that is the only thing in the world that is certain right now so uh, I've got a few verses that I want to read to you guys Uh, I've got 
first one up is Isaiah chapter 26, verse 4, which I read out of the New International Version. Uh, yeah, I have a King James Version. I can read out of both. Just, you know, I just do the NIV. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. Okay? And I was reading my devotional on Thursday. You know, just kind of reading it, doing my doing my thing. I do those typically at night. And I was reading about how, you know, the Israelites crossed the Jordan in the book of Joshua into the promised land. And in chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, the Lord tells Joshua to choose 12 Israelites, one from each tribe, to get a rock from the middle of the Jordan where the ark was was positioned while all the Israelites crossed into the promised land. Not from the banks, not from, you know, the, the shallows, from the dead center of the river. Okay, because keep in mind, during this, whenever the Israelites were crossing, he stopped the water. Okay, so there was literally a wall of water behind them. And they were walking on a dry riverbed, just like when he parted the Red Sea when they left Egypt. And this verse really kind of sticks out to me because when he instructed Joshua to do this, those 12 stones were to be a memorial and a reminder that the Lord is our rock and that he is, you know, the, the solid thing in our lives that he is the for sure thing and you know it it really kind of resonated with me about that you know when you look at it you know I'm gonna read it again trust in the Lord forever for the Lord the Lord himself is the rock eternal okay even during all of this stuff we can trust in the Lord okay because He is good. He is pure. He knows what he is doing. Okay. He knows what the plan is for me. He knows what the plan is for my sister, for my best friend, you know, for everybody that walks the earth. He knows the plan. Okay. There's nothing that is unfamiliar to him. And it's really awesome, you know, because he knows what's going to happen and he's going to guide us the correct way. I like to think, you know, or I like, I say, I like to think that I know, you know, he is going to take us on that journey to where we need to go. And I think that's just the coolest thing in the world. And so I've got another one for you. It is Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Okay, again, NIV version. That's just what I read out of. So let's look at this first. Let's look at the first line that I read. Okay, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay. There are literally hundreds of verses like this in the Bible, okay, about trusting in the Lord, okay? He is not going to lead you wrong, okay? The for, in order for anything to go right and to get, and to be okay with this facing the unfamiliar business, you have to trust in him, okay? You have to, have to, have to, have to, have to, okay? 
once I started trusting in him and I started my kind of my spiritual reformation, holy cow, did things get so much better. I've been blessed abundantly over the past couple of months and it has all been because I trust in the guy upstairs, in the big guy upstairs. There is no other way around that. I firmly believe that. And I, you know, I can't express that enough. There's just no way I can. So let's look at the second line. Okay. And lean not on your own understanding. Okay. You have zero clue as to what he has planned for you. There, you just, you don't. And that's, you know, that's not for you to know. We are not supposed to know what is in store for us. That is not part of his plan. We are on this earth to do his work, to trust in him, and to do what he tells us. I mean, that's pretty much point blanket. You know, so we're not supposed to understand what's going on. Not really. I mean, we're not supposed to to know his ultimate plan. We're here to trust in him and to to trust him to lead us on the path that he chooses and not lean on our own understanding. You know, there, there's a saying about assuming, and I'm not going to say it, you know, if you want to, if you want to read it, look it up. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Okay. So if you submit to him, you know, mind, body, soul, heart, you know, all that good stuff. If you submit to him, He's gonna take you on the right path. He's he's gonna take you on that path that he designed for you. Okay. And I had to learn that the hard way, right? You know, again, go back, listen to the pilot if you wanna know my story and all that crap. But you know, it's it's that submit it's that submission we all kind of struggle with, I think. You know, because nobody wants to submit to anybody because that means you're relinquishing control and you don't have control over the situation and da 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 da. But in this case, you might want to relinquish control. You might want to submit because he knows what the plan is. You don't. And, you know, while submission may be a sign of weakness to some, it's not. Okay, knowing when you need help is one of the greatest signs of maturity that there is. And in order to be spiritually mature, you have to know when to throw it all up and say, Okay, you take you take charge. I don't know what I'm doing. You, you, you tell me what to do. You guide me. Show me a sign, you know, whatever. You know, whether you're hitting your knees because you're bawling your eyes out because you don't know what to do. Or you're so stinking exasperated from everything. You're just like, okay your turn. You take over. I, I, I give up. You know, I've been in both situations and they're not fun. You know, the last, the last verse I want to share with you is my personal favorite. I have it on a glass block that was given to me as a gift by my mother sitting on my nightstand. I had it on my letterman jacket when I was in high school. Um, I have it tattooed on my body and it is Philippians 413. That's kind of one of the ones that just about everybody knows, but it's still a favorite for me. And that is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay. He is not going to lead you astray. Like, he is going to give you the strength you need. You know, there's a great episode 
uh, in a podcast by Adam Shaw, the re- who runs The Restorationist. And it's all about increasing your capacity. Okay, and he, he tells a story from one of the books of Kings. I can't remember offhand which one, but it's all about increasing your capacity. And it's really great. You should give it a listen. It's, it's absolutely spectacular. You know, if you, and, and the moral of the, the moral of the story is, um, you know, if you provide the capacity or the vessels or the things to collect kind of that, that strength, if you provide the means to, to use the strength, God will supply it. He will give it to you all day long. Okay. As much as you can take. And, you know, I think that's a huge thing right now because so many are struggling and are facing the unfamiliar right now. You know, nobody knows how this whole pandemic business is going to end. You know, nobody knows when the country is going to open back up. Nobody knows when, you know, there will be a vaccine or, you know, anything developed, you know, and finalized for this this illness. There, nobody knows anything right now. And that's okay. You know, I, I kind of laugh at myself a little bit with this because I hate not knowing anything. I absolutely hate it. I do not make a decision unless I have every detail that I can possibly gather to make an informed decision. But right now, we as a society don't know anything about when this is going to end. But, you know, we do have ideas of what we can do to, you know, occupy this time. And, you know, for me, that's, you know, developing that relationship with God and trusting in Him that everything's going to be all right. You know, everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to. You know, schools will reopen sports will come back on you know all of those things will come back but we just have to trust in him and his timeline on when all that's going to happen you know and like I said one of the things you could do during this time is you know build your relationship with God you know if you're here you know you're you know you're maybe starting out your relationship with him, you got away and are coming back, you know, or you're just looking to listen to something a little different. If you're one of those people who wants that relationship with God, but doesn't know where to start, the best advice I can give you is pick up a Bible, okay? You can download one for free on your smartphone, okay? You can, if you don't like to read, you can do the audio ones, you know, if you want a, a paper copy, you they're super, super affordable, you know, I got a King James compact version off of Amazon for 10 bucks, you know, and I love it, I have a few different ones that I look at, but, you know, that's, that, that I digress, going back to, you know, my advice about picking up the Bible, most human knowledge is gained through reading, reflection, and discussion, okay, so, you know, get you a devotional Bible. You know, what I do personally with my devotionals is I read through the chapters. I get to kind of the devotional. It's a single page on, you know, on either side of the, of the page. And I look at what the title of the devotional is, 
what the reading, the assigned reading is. I go back and I read that assigned reading and then I summarize it in my own words. Okay, so there's your, your reading and your reflection. Okay, the discussion part of it, my devotional has reflection questions that I read, that I, that I look at after I read the actual devotional itself. And I actually write them down and answer them. And I have a, I have a notebook on my bedside table with that Bible that I do that every day. And, you know, that's kind of the discussion part of it. You're having that little discussion with yourself. You know, when I first started coming back to this, you know, I have a friend who is, you know, a very, a very spiritual person. His name is Darren. And I would ask Darren a million questions. Like, seriously, I asked him so many questions about, you know, what if, you know, God doesn't want me back in the church. What, what is this? You know, what, how do you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? You know, I asked him a million questions and God bless him. He answered every single one of them. (laughs) And, you know, he recommended, you know, some readings for me. Um, and he recommended the podcasts that I do listen to. And, you know, he, he has those discussions with me, you know, and, you know, it, it helps. It does. You know, and if you don't have a have a real spiritual friend or acquaintance, talk to a pastor. Talk to your parents. You know, maybe talk to a friend who's close with God. You know, there are so many endless possibilities, you know. And, you know, you can look at, you know, like I said before, Bibles are super affordable. I have four that I have been given over the years. And one, and one of those is the King James Version that I mentioned earlier that I bought, you know, this year because I do attend a Pentecostal church and that's what they use. You know, you don't have to spend a fortune on one. If, if you find one that's really nice, like I, like I know, um, I've heard Adam Shaw from the Restorationist say he collects Bibles. And so like, if he sees one that he really likes, it's kind of like a collector's type deal. He'll buy one and they, they can get pricey, but you know, you don't have to do that. And that's, you know, and that's okay. You know, there's also dozens of books out there to read. If you're not sure, you know, and the podcasts that I've mentioned, I don't know how many times, you know, a friend of mine, that same friend that I have those conversations with, Darren, he recommended The Spiritual Life by Andrew Murray, and then all the podcasts that I do listen to. And so, you know, getting, you know, start with the basics of reading and prayer, okay? pray. Okay. You're going to feel silly. You're going to feel like you have zero clue as to what you're doing, but that's okay. All right. You don't have to pray in front of people. I certainly don't. I pray in my bedroom, kneeling at my bedside and that's it. You know, my, my mom knows that I have my, you know, my spiritual time. And, you know, when I was doing my devotionals outside, I would take, take our dogs with me and, you know, she'd open the door and she'd realize I was out there with her. She saw me reading and she said, okay. And she went along with it and, you know, she respects that. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge spectacle, okay? You don't have to make, you know, your relationship with God a huge thing. You know, as long as it's you and him, that's all you need. I mean, really, that's, that's seriously all you need is just that time, you and him, and everything's good. So, you know, moving forward, right, you know, we're looking at stuff that is so wicked crazy right now. And nobody knows 
what the heck is going on. Nobody knows when things are going to go back to quote-unquote normal, you know, and, and that's okay. All we can do is pray and look to God for guidance. And speaking of prayer, I think this is a really good time for us to pray. If you're listening to this and you're driving, please, dear God, do not close your eyes. Keep your eye on the road. I'll, I'll, I will pray for you. Dear Lord, we look to you in this time of unfamiliarity and look at the world around us and see, you know, something that nobody in this generation has ever seen before. We trust in you and your master plan to get us through this and to help us navigate this unfamiliar life as we know it right now and moving forward even when things do go back to normal. We ask that you continue to guide us along this journey. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Well, uh, that's pretty much it for this week's episode. Uh, the, uh, just the, excuse me, I get a little tongue-tied, don't I? The verses and scriptures for this episode will be in the description box. Um, I'm going to mention those podcasts yet again because those are, I, I truly, truly, truly believe that those are really great to listen to and they can give you a lot of insight. You have Simplify by LJ Harry. That's more of a devotional type podcast. It's a weekly devotional. You have The Restorationist with Adam Shaw. You have Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason. And On Top of the Mount with Darren Waddles. All four of those great podcasts, great guys to listen to, really know their stuff. Um, the Off-Kilter Christian does have an Instagram page. You can follow it at the underscore off-kilter underscore Christian. Uh, it is a public page and you'll see when I announce new episodes and, you know, just post little videos and things of encouragement. But next week, we are going to talk about how I personally know that God is real and the things I have seen and felt Him do in my life. And hopefully that will, you know, reach you if you do still have doubts about his existence and, you know, his, you know, presence in our world. Thank you so much for listening. If this has helped you, please, please, please give it a share. We are going live on more and more platforms each week. And I could not be more grateful for the time you give me during, you know, your day, your your week, you know, however often or, or not you listen to this. And I look forward to walking through this life with you with grace, poise, and a little bit of faith as we walk through this world as off-kilter Christians.